Okay. What am I doing? All completely empty your lungs and then just push there and up. <laughs> I can't look. Just no 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 not there. Like there. So just below your Adam's apple. Yeah. And push in. <laughs> Rate my plate. What episode was that? Eight. Okay, when you're ready. Hello everyone and welcome to the weekly freestyle. Season four, episode eight, with myself, Tom Dean, and my co-host Alex Sutton. Uh, and we're both together in Maidenhead in Alex's flat recording this installment. It's Sunday night, so back into something a little bit more regular. Uh, we're going to be obviously dropping Wednesday 6am. This is our first episode post the British Champs Triple. Um, so we're going to do our first, our first deep dive episode that we've done for quite a long time actually um, into nutrition as we introduced uh, on the Instagram a few days, oh no, yesterday um, with that little golf video as we're whiffing around Huntswood. So um, that's our plan for today. Before we get started, how's your week been, Alex? Uh, it's been good. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we, we had a busy three weeks, didn't we? I, I mean, it took out a, a lot out of me, that three-parter mm. um, pre, during and post. And if you've not listened to that, you know, go and hit that up. Um, I think the post episode, well, I think the post and the pre episode especially mm -hmm. were so good because we had we had Steve from Pool Boy on, so that was great fun. Um, but this week, been a pretty standard week, um, getting back into a bit more training myself. I, I kind of feel as though I take when you have a week off, I go, oh, I'll just have a week off as well then. Um, <laughs> it did line up quite well though. Yeah, it did line up. So yeah, um, it's good fun. For me, not really doing too much before that week off, I thought, oh, well, I'll have another week off yeah, anyway. Why not? Um, it's got to be done. But we did, we did get out on the golf course. We did. Um, which is nice because we, we can't do it that often because mm. we're not always in the same location. Mm. Although it might appear we're on the golf course together yeah. quite often. It's actually a rarity. Um, in Berkshire, it doesn't happen much. Not loads, but it's a really nice course. Uh, and I'm obviously away. I'm, I'm heading to Altitude on Saturday. So this time next week, I'll be in America um, and I'm away for three weeks. So we kind of had to squeeze it in as and when we could, didn't we? Um, but similarly to what you said, like you need those periods where you almost reduce the training, you have a bit of a switch off, kind of recharge a little bit. So I know now it's like head down between now and world champs yeah you know and you've got to live quite strict and live clean and and kind of do that big block of work so it's actually you need that you can't be up there all the time you know you need the time off a little bit getting back into it and we actually had a good game it was a bit of competition maybe the first competition you've had since since Sheffield and you actually won on the last hole yeah did to be fair so you we played um what's it called we did a handicap thing uh, you get an extra I guess just match play but yeah have you got an extra handicap. yeah an extra stroke on, I got an extra um shot every hole um, yeah, it came down to the wire to be fair, and that last hole uh, managed to take the win with a decent little five iron that knocked up. You did that landed just off the other side of the green. But and we're going to try and put this in terms for people who don't play golf. Yes, on the eighth hole, it was two. I've explained this story so many times; it's so good. I'd rather talk about the bunker shot. Yeah, we'll get to the bunker shot because we'll I think people will shot. see that. We're, we're going to post a video of my bunker shot. Um, which was uh, so we, we we got mics up, we took the mini mic out in the course, uh, and I, I had a few shots in the bunker. Um, a few, yeah, <laughs> a few shots in. The same, only really be having in, one. in the same bunker, mm. um, which didn't quite go to plan. But um, yeah, that's all to be released soon. But on the eighth hole, about two hundred and fifty yards long, and uh, Alex took his club. He mm. took an iron, so not a driver, just took an iron, just a four iron, four iron, just a sweet um, smooth four iron. So and. Just it came off the face, just compressed into it, real nice. Oh. Absolutely launched up there, Nudged and I was it. like, I was like, that's that's gonna if that bounces well and that can jump on, I reckon I'll be up near the pin. And you said no, I don't think it's gonna have made it that far. But I thought, you know, if it can come off that lip just on the green and and bounce on, there should be okay. Eight foot from the pin. Eight foot when we get up there, 
so you know had i don't i can't think i've ever had an eagle putt and for those who don't play golf that's two under what you should be getting mm. which is quite a rarity especially for people of our level yeah um but unfortunately stepped up and bottled the putt well you say that yes it's two like inches putt, in the hole. Putt, but... um but people you know i think anyone even if non-golf because i'm saying you're 240 yards away from the hole the golf hole and you managed to land the ball just eight feet away from it it's quite an impressive feat and then you're putting for like say eagle uh two under um and not getting the birdie but it was brilliant it was, it was a great shot and it was a great round of golf yes. all in it was very fun uh fun thing to do in in the week off um but I think now it's time to dive into to our nutrition episode. Um, it's something that people have definitely been keen for us to do, and topics was something we covered a little bit more so, um, I guess, at, at the start, maybe at the back end of season three. Mm. We haven't done it so much in season four, but nutrition is what we're going to talk about today. And thank you so much for everyone who got their questions in. There are some, there are some good ones, some very some very good questions, some more funny questions, which we'll, we'll touch upon as well. Um, but I guess the, the first place to start is from an athlete's perspective. You know, what does food and nutrition actually mean to you? Because I think it's different to how most people um, sort of relate to it in a day to day situation. Yeah, I always say nutrition, like the more I've learned about the sport and the more I've progressed through it, it's probably the most important thing you can do for your body. Because it doesn't matter what work you do in the pool or in the gym or whatever it is. The only way you reap the benefit is if you're putting the right fuel and substances into your body. You know, so you can do anything, you can be the best trainer in the world, but if you're not getting the right nutrition, then you're just not going to gain anything from it. So it's about allowing you to make the most out of the work you're doing and gain the most from the training you're doing and prepare yourself to get the most from the sessions that are going to come up. So it's looking back and looking forward at the same time. And that all comes down to nutrition. Um, and there's so many parts that play an important role in it. And, you know, we're going to do a deep dive into that around timing, how it varies day to day, how it varies over the season, race day, normal training days. Um, but the more and more I've learned about the sport and the, the, the further into it I've um, progressed and as I've been a full-time athlete and had more time to um, invest in it, it's such an important part of what we do, if not the most important in every in every respect yeah and you say it's important is it i guess the first question would be when did you start taking the nutritional side of things um more seriously or start thinking about it specifically because i guess as a as a youngster when when you're in the pool and i think a lot of people listening either as a swimmer themselves or or as parents they just see their youngsters just getting through mm. just so just mouthfuls of food like plates like five meals a day kind of thing um, when was it you started thinking, okay, right, maybe I need to just do more than, you know, just getting food yeah. down me kind of thing? Yeah, so obviously a big part of it is getting enough energy into your system, especially in a sport like swimming. Uh, I'm quite fortunate in that the household I was raised in, especially my mum, has always been a big focus on eating clean and eating healthy and their habits I've carried through. So I don't binge eat, for example. You know, I don't really eat bad foods, particularly. I, I mean, I know that's quite a, you know, a broad term, bad foods, but, you yeah. know, like highly processed foods and things like that. I'm just not particularly a fan of them anyway. And, and that's just kind of how I've grown up and how I've raised. So that's always been important. I've always been, a, you know, I've spoken about this in the past, but how we as humans um, are built to move around, to do exercise, to become tired and become hungry and recover and eat and repeat that process. So I'm a big believer in 
listening to your body as the first protocol eating when you're hungry you know i've always stuck by that mm-hmm. um because your body will tell you what it needs to do if, if you're giving it the right you know inputs if you are working hard and you are exercising and you are staying active as you should do and as everyone should do then your body will tell you exactly what you need so those three things have always kind of held me in good stead um listening to your body um the environment i was growing up in uh i, I was raised in sorry and um uh keeping active and having that sense of needing to recover there all really important things so that's kind of what i've carried through uh, and that's what i have from a young age and then as i progressed into being a senior athlete um you started to look at uh, actually breaking it down and tracking things like your macros and your micros and that is obviously your carbs fat protein and things like that but then also your things like vitamin c vitamin d omega-3 you know all these kind of extra um smaller nutrients that that we look into and then on top of that we're going to go into supplementation you know and the kind of supplements that uh, myself um as an athlete taking and and, and swimmers in general yeah we'll, we'll move on to that let's do you want to talk us through sort of a, a day in the life of eating that was a question that somebody had um i'll find out who said it but yeah i guess it'd be interesting to see how it differs um you know to what what other people are doing is it is it sort of three meals a day or would you say you're you actually have more than three meals a day probably more than three meals a day to be honest um people always ask me how many calories do you eat uh and it varies so much day to day and where i'm in the year but i always say about seven thousand. yeah because when i've done calorie tracking in the past um that's a lot of calories yeah it's a lot of calories mate when i've done calorie tracking in the past the big days and nearing on 7,000. So I'd always just say 7,000 because, you know, it sounds good. And maybe good. Even though some days it'll be 3,000 or 4,000. Yeah. You know, on a Sunday or something if I'm not training. And other days it will be up near the sevens. The, so the shiny 7,000. It does vary quite a lot. Um, what are you starting your day with? Starting the day with, first thing I have in the morning is a bowl of porridge with fruit, peanut butter, a banana, nuts and seeds. Nice. And honey. Uh, I then that's put, a lot there i yeah. can imagine you're just juggling different foods in the honestly world. it's a big bowl and i was like oh a nice bowl of porridge just to start me off when i did my calorie counting and, and, and i weighed everything out and i tracked it all 1200 calories just in your bowl of porridge just in the brekkie that's what some people have like in their day yeah it's you know, little as in like people aren't eating loads you know or 75 percent what some people have in a day so i have 1200 calories in that and then i'll have a scoop of creatine nice in my porridge what what is creatine? Because we have had a question about creatine as well. Mm. Maybe this is this is a good time. We've had palm tree dot B has said thoughts on creatine. Well, cheers for the, so the, the creatine's in the breakfast. For the creatine, I take creatine every day. Okay. Um, and I think most people do. It, have you had your creatine today? I will do tonight. Okay, I will we'll get that when I get back to bar. Every day of bar. Today. Um, and it's basically I'm not a nutritionist, so um, please accept my slightly. Le- less level of knowledge lower level of knowledge than than a professional in this uh, department but it's creatine phosphate is a supplement that your body produces naturally um and it essentially allows you to have more energy storage in your muscles i believe to do things like a few extra reps in the gym right you know because that's what gets depleted when you do is that the the adp to a TP stuff. Oh mate, I'm all over the ATP. So yeah, I'm a big fan of ATP. Where the P's break off and then you're getting energy and stuff. Yeah, no, that actually sounds right. That's actually right. The phosphates. I tell you who we should have got on this pod is William Dean. I'm William Dean. I'm the biology expert. I take A level biology and PE. Um, so creatine helps uh, 
for energy production because it helps with the ATP PC energy system, which uses phosphocreatine stored in the sarcoplasm of the muscles and breaks it down into phosphate and creatine. And the phosphate is used to resynthesize ATP, which is basically energy because ATP is broken down into ADP and you need a phosphate to resynthesize that to break it down to release more energy. So if you take in creatine, like artificially, you increase those phosphocreatine stores and it means that ATP PC system lasts um, a bit longer. I think on normal it lasts seven to eight seconds, but when you take creatine, it can last up to 12, which is good for, you know, explosive movements because you can get like a couple more reps out in the gym or something. Yeah, that's about it. And he, uh, he, he loves this kind of stuff. So you've, so you've started your day with a strong brekkie. And a cup um, of coffee. For, for no, I have three wheat sticks. Okay. What, what and a banana. And a banana. Bloody hell. Yeah, I've actually invested in the family pack right now. I'm the wheat sticks. So obviously I'm I don't have a family. But <laughs> just to confirm, Alex just, does have a family. Just to confirm. But he doesn't live with his family. Any family. Well, there are there are a few pigeons out there. There's a badger. Um yeah. It's too too early in the day for a badger. Um oh there's a bit <laughs> oh <laughs> Okay, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we're witnessing a scrap between two pigeons right now in the car park. Oh. Uh, the multi-story. Oh, my Actually, God. are they fighting or are they... I don't know. I don't know. Oh. oh, do I want to know? Okay, I might draw the curtain. Yeah. Right, we'll have to... Maybe we should give them a little bit of privacy. <laughs> have to see oh, to fair, it looks like them two are scrapping over that one. Oh, there's a fourth! No way! Well, it's kicking off right now. Okay, should I draw the curtains? No, it's okay. Yeah, we'll it's leave okay. Them. We'll leave them. We'll leave them to um, it. We'll try our best. Yeah, um, but yeah, I've, I've in my head, I've always been thinking, should I be going for like a home brand Weetabix? Mm. But I, I stick with the Weetabix brand. So that yeah, if I go with the family pack, the investment per Weetabix is it, it pays off. But, so, but as long as you're not, you know, bent a little for the Weetabix or something like that, or Bix Weet or something. Well, we've been playing these days. Has been said, cost of living. Great Western Railway tickets have gone up. Oh, I don't even start to make Great Western Railway. Anyway, so so you've had your pile of porridge. Yep. I'm guessing usually you're, you're off to training. So you finish training. Is there anything you're doing straight out of the pool? So depends. Apart on, from drying yourself. It depends on the man getting changed. Depends on what I'm doing that day. So I might go up to the cafe and have a fry up. Um, really? Yeah. <laughs> I had a fry up this morning. Yeah. Shout out to Kai for Kai. <laughs> Kai was staying at my house, um, and I stayed in bed because he got breakfast with his mum at the Toby Carberry. Shout out to Zoe for But he came back from the Toby Carberry with a box and fry up for me. I just had my Weezabix. All three of them. Yeah, all three of them and a banana. But luckily, got the run done, so it was the perfect recovery. So, but so... you're you're having fry ups. Yeah, ready. so I'll have a fry up. Every day. <laughs> Pretty much. Well, the oh, SG, you, you the SGV the cafe, yeah. <laughs> in the SCV cafe upstairs, in the the uh, centre where we train, mm. you just normally get like eggs, beans, hash brown, sausage, bacon, toast. Wow. Um, so, so what is brown sauce? Point of, because that would, because to me that I, that feels unhealthy to me. But what is the purpose of you getting out? The and, way you because aren't isn't aren't some of those food processed? Well, if you think about it, if you're going for good high quality ingredients. Good sausages are just are just high co- high high quality meat, you know. Yeah. Eggs, well, they're just eggs, mate. <laughs> so there's not much more to be said about eggs that. And egg, isn't Bread it? in toast form is just okay. Beans, there might be a bit of sugar in there, but you know, I've just done six seven k in the morning. That's fine. Have a little bit of sugar. Hash browns, 
yeah, it, it might be slightly processed, depends if you get good ones or not, but at the end of the day, they're just a potato, yeah. you know, kind of mashed up a little bit. So it depends. It depends on the quality of the quality of... Um, I wish I had them. So you, so this is kind of meal too. Yeah. This is kind of your brunch. If And if I don't have that, I'll go home and I'll have like a peanut a peanut butter bagel and then yeah. scrambled eggs with avocado as well. Nice. Um, so, so it's one of those two. But if I've got the gym after that, then I'll have like a bar between the pool and the gym. And then all my fry. And then if if I don't have all fry up, if I if I don't have a fry up, no hash browns. If I don't have a fry up, then I'll just have a bar, go to the gym, come home, and then I'll have my scrambled eggs, avocado, and a big peanut butter. Sounds pretty good. And then lunch about one o'clock, half one. So two meals deep at this point. Yeah, Um, chili con carne, pretty much every day. Are you a big fan of chili con carne? Not even that much, to be honest with you. Because I, I, I think we need to expand on the chili. So, chili so con I batch point. cook like on mass chili con carne. You like cooking? No, not really. No, no neither really. So yeah, it's more of a chore than yeah. anything. Um, sometimes I'm like, wake up and I'm like, God, I've got to cook three meals today. <laughs> well, so, like, that's your first thought already tomorrow. I know I've not got anything for lunch, you know, and I'm stressing about it. And it's Sunday, and I'm like, I'm gonna have to stop at Tesco's on the way home and get asked. So anyway, chili con carne, I batch cook. So I do a massive chili mm-hmm. in a big pot and I put loads of like, like a kilo and a half of meat in it, put loads of veggies in there, yes. loads of like mixed beans. So you're getting loads of veg, loads of meat, pulses, which are good for you. Mm. You know, I've had one of your chilies. Yeah. It was not, it sorted me for three days. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> the you know, you do it for three days after that. I mate. took it home in bags. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> like a little apple. Um, yeah, no, it, it is good. It is good. And then I just have that with a portion of brown rice nice. every day. A bit of sweet chilli sauce in there. Lovely stuff. So we've gone, oh, we've got our bucket of porridge. Yeah. Got our fry up. Yeah. Maybe a bar. And then you've had chilli for the 59th day consecutively. <laughs> um, so lunch is over. What's next? Uh, and then I'll go to training and I'll, we've got pre-pool. And then normally I might have, if we've got a big session, even I'll have a bar or banana. Is that, so is that chilli? one? This is this is a question with nutrition. For, for me, when I run, if I'm having a chili within the two hour window before mm. a session, that could be bad news. Yeah, but I, I I'll have it at one and I'll swim at three. Right. You know, so there is about two hours between there. So then that's fine. Yeah, but you know, as I'm heading to the pool, I'll have a bar, like walking on poolside. And what what bar are we talking? Are you getting are you getting the Nutri Valley out and opening it? Then it all just goes. <laughs> everywhere. My car's just fiddled yeah. with like <laughs> you're like firing at your car. Shout out to Valley though. And I have those ones, those yogurt and almond and apricot ones. You know, with yeah. this like an orange packaging. God, what is it? It's it's um I hope they don't sponsor you because yeah, probably know they are paying to be fair. Or like the kind bars, you know, the bit of sea salt and peanut butter. Very kind to you. <laughs> can we can we just have a quick chat about Alpen? Because part, I feel so part oh, of our relationship Alpen. is built on Alpen, and so, you've stopped having it. So, so for people who don't know, I can tell them the story when I wrote to them as well. Okay, yeah, good. So, good. for people who don't know, so Alex and I used to, well, I used to swim at Maidenhead every morning before school, and Alex would come by sometimes. And then in, we'd drive to Marlow, where I'd go to school, and in the car on the drive, I'd have a big bowl of Alpen. With how milk. would you? How would you get the milk? So I'd have the flask of milk. I'd make it the night before. And then I have my tub of Alpen. And then and I have that every single day. In the car. Oh, mate, I don't know how I did that every day. And then the full day of school. Yeah. And then came home. This is the thing with, with food and school. Because I, I do it as well, where sometimes if I do that session and mm. then I'd have training in the evening, I mm. wouldn't go home. I know. So I'd have like a school bag 
I'd have my my training bag and then I'd have like a rucksack just yeah. with food in and, yeah. I, and I ended up what I do is I'd bring in the loaf of bread a tub of peanut butter and like tuna yeah and I just like I basically oh, just make yeah. like our office yeah the kitchen yeah honestly I don't know how because that makes so much plan like I was so, so, such a demanding day like I just don't live my days these days aren't that anywhere near as demanding as school it's so much nicer, yeah. honestly, God. Anyways, back to your anyway, so, yeah, anyway, so I have Alpen every single day, and I was like, oh, this is so good. Red or Alpen. blue? The one with no sugar. Blue. Blue. Big blue Alpen. And I get the big package. Do you want to see? I've actually got... Have we got some in... Should we share a bowl? <laughs> I've got to take Alpen. Okay, so we've got some Swiss-style muesli by Sainsbury's, so not quite... Oh, it's got sugar in it as I well. I had a bag of this last night. Yeah. A bowl of it. I'm not surprised, to be honest. Um, no one's looking at this. We've got some Vitavix. Okay. Nice um... And I used to love it so much. I was like, you know what? I'm going to write to Alpen and say, look, I'm a young up and coming athlete. You know, I absolutely love Alpen. I have it every day, every single day. I can't get enough of this stuff. Um, Just thanking them for their support, hoping they'd be like, here's a year's supply of Alpen or something, you know. I didn't realize it's the same company that own Weetabix, make Alpen. Because they wrote back to me and they gave me a £20 Weetabix voucher. I don't know how many family boxes you can get with that, but probably half a family box. So that's sort of my breakfast for two days. Um, that was nice of them. It was nice, yeah. Was nice. How do you think Alpen feel now? Maybe we should add Alpen in this this co- in this room. <laughs> Alpen, yeah, please support the or Weetabix because I don't. You don't eat Alpen though, but I'd eat it. I would start eating Alpen again eventually. Wow. Yeah. Well, Alpen. Get yeah, together. We. Uh, I can see it now. We could do like an Alpen section on the pod. How that work? What we just sit in Well, I can eat the Alpen, and we can just chat about stuff. Yeah, they must have some. Not just a podcast, but we're eating Alpen. No, but then they support it, (laughs) so it's free Alpen. It's free Alpen. Yeah, no, we could do that. To be fair, we could discuss things that's important. Yeah, Yeah. we could do. To be fair, forget the freestyle. Just bring the Alpen. Yeah. Um. So you got your twenty pound gift voucher now. Yeah. Let's bring it back to the real day. You've stopped writing letters to Alpen HQ. <laughs> you realise you're wasting your time and your oh, life. Hundredth letter. And Thankfully, you realised that that wasn't the yeah. corridor for you. So you, you've now, you're at training now after your bar. Mm. Finished training. You scranning because now you can't have you can't go and have a full breakfast after training. Okay. It's probably about five o'clock in the evening now. Uh, five or six in the evening. Yeah. So I'll either have another bar or I'll stop off at Tesco's on the way home. Maybe Ooh. grab something. You know, maybe grab like a pastry or something. Really? Yeah. Or, I sometimes do that. I know it's a little treat. I always bump into the other swimmers in Mexico. Always get sugar waffles. Jimmy always gets a sugar waffle. Do you know what the problem Tesco's. is though? Going to Tesco's to the pastry section at six o'clock and eat, everything's gone. gone. I don't know. You might be left with one press. And if you find one, it's so crusty oh, <laughs> or undercooked. I get the undercooked one. It's all raw in the middle. The amount of teeth I've lost <laughs> going into the bakery at six o'clock is a joke. Um, if not, I'll go home and I'll have a bagel, like peanut butter bagel, and then I'll cook dinner. Later on in the evening, like seven o'clock ish, which is normally which is hello fresh. Oh, oh he's <laughs> we had the conversation before the pod. You yawned twice last time, and you yawned. I know. Sorry, time. I actually got called off on it by loads of people. Really yawning? Yeah. Who um, called you off on it? The physiologist Claire Lobb. Yes, worked Claire. With Bath, um, and Dave McNulty, my coach. Well, I have to listen to the episode three times. So I've heard, I've I've listened to you yawn about. You start yawning when you're time. Sorry, yeah. sorry. Um, Claire, yeah. have a word. Claire, sorry, Claire. Um, bagel, hello fresh for dinner. Finish that, so I have a two-person meal mm-hmm. to myself, and then about nine nine thirty at night, I have yogurt, granola. Oh no, sorry, oh. I have hello fresh, and then I'll have a piece of fruit, and then I'll have like some biscuits or something for dessert. And then what biscuit? What's your favorite biscuit? I feel so people want to know. This. I'm going through a bit of a shortbread phase at the moment. Okay, 
So a bit boring, a bit old man. Mm. Are you, dip, are you dipping? No, I put honey on it. Has so, anyone ever put honey on a biscuit? Well, we should give it a go. Um, and then right before bed, I have yogurt, granola, peanut butter, fruit. Yeah. So that's that's seven thousand kind of, calories. Cheers, ladies and gentlemen. That's kind of a dream. The thing is, you must have to like to make yourself that. Mm. You, you must spend quite a lot of your time actually prepping food mm. for yourself. But it's all part. It's all part of the grind. It is. Drink a lot of water as well. Good. And I try and only have two coffees a day. Is that is that the limit? Yeah. Well, I try and have one, and I've got a key session in the evening, and I have two. But then I've just started having two every day because I really yeah. like to taste of coffee. Mm. And I think we, we can jump in on that because a lot of people, I think, either swear by coffee mm. or some people say, or some people want to cut it out completely because once you start becoming dependent on it, mm. you wreck it up. So do you use coffee? As, is it purely an enjoyment thing or do you well, use that? Because th- maybe if we can, if it's something on race day, then yeah. maybe we can move to race day. I try not to have too much caffeine through the day and try and become too dependent on it. Um, <laughs> that was it 24 minutes <laughs> 15 minutes okay it's fine this is a good episode yeah it is a good episode. Um, so I try not to have too many coffees a day I love the taste of coffee I'd have coffee six times a day if I could but there's too much caffeine in it so I might just have to start getting you coffee now I could do <laughs> stop me yawning um, but yeah so so I try and use it I have one in the morning just because I love it and it's, it's really nice and it gets you up for the morning And then you've got quite a nice coffee machine yeah um, DeLonghi Magnifica S yeah. So bean to cup. So I have a coffee first thing in the morning, and then I have one for the afternoon session. Um, and I try to stick that to a day. But obviously on race day, mm. yeah, let's talk about race day. I'm supplementing with caffeine, so I have a coffee. I normally it's, have. Sorry, is anything? So your breakfast is anything changing on race day? No, I, I just porridge. Same as no fry up though. No, yeah. and I try and have a big meal the night before. Okay, so I'm not having to have loads on race day. No, big big feed the night before, porridge. Do my, maybe like half a bar yeah right before i head up to the cool room just so if i'm feeling slightly hungry just so i don't like to race with any any sense of hunger mm. as soon as i'm finished fuel straight away banana cereal bar protein bar just you need to get something down you as soon as you finish racing. is it kind of like touch banana yeah literally sometimes banana then touch mate <laughs> yeah so i get someone to throw in from the crowd i catch on the last soak and then ready to go um so yeah fueling straight away and then it's like big feed for lunch nap second feed about three hours before i race and that's when i have my first coffee to get me up for the final mm-hmm. uh and then get to the pool probably don't need to eat anymore because i'm quite full i start taking caffeine between an hour and a half to an hour before the race and i think i have 200 milligrams of coffee of caffeine before a race um and then race and then it's like right recovery starts again bar big feed for dinner and then try and have like chamomile tea or something just to get you come down from the ca- uh, caffeine switch off a little my bit. mum has chamomile tea before bed is that after she's taken 200 milligrams of caffeine in the evening uh well she does have a coffee does she you in know the the, you know there's like instant packs i think beans to cup is it so it's not but it's funny because we always have about 20 different instant packs in the mm. family home mm. i don't know why yeah we you can't go wrong with a bit of instant pack to be fair so does the chamomile yeah or, or the opposite or... of coffee almost in that way yeah some would say the anti-coffee okay you know, but people do all sorts because you're so buzzing off caffeine and the adrenaline from the race. The toughest part of it is just getting to sleep. Yeah. And you're lying there. It's like one in the morning. You're like bouncing off the walls and you're like, God, I've got heat tomorrow morning. I've got to get up at 6.30. Yeah. It's the, it is the hardest thing about you, race week. You do hear um, in a, an array of professional um, arenas that actually, yeah, that evening after 
sort of the high of the competition but maybe maybe it's not even the competition itself but it's almost the lead up to it because mm. you're just you've got to be so ready mm. for it but yeah as you say that evening after it's just just impossible to to relax the, the hardest thing was commies because i was doing 13 races i swam so many times at commies i'd swim in the evening i'd get do caffeine do my race finish my racing do a swim down go and get a medal ceremony do my whole medal ceremony then i'd go and see the physio and I'd get massage and recovery and stuff like that. I'd then sometimes have doping control. I'd yeah. have to do doping control. And then I'd get on the bus, which took 45 minutes to get back to the village, go through all the village Where, where are you staying? Yeah. Like, who knows? A different county, apparently. It took 10 minutes in an Uber. The bus took 45 minutes. Wow. Stupid. So, sorry if I'm looking. So one thing that wasn't ideal was that. Go through all the security, <laughs> then go to the canteen, Fuel for that from the canteen. Walk. At what time are you in the canteen? Mate, I was getting into bed at 1 a.m. a lot of nights because then I'd have to walk right across the commies village, get into bed at 1 a.m. I'm lying there, I remember, because there was a clock tower nearby and I'd hear it strike. Well, the, um, the the famous one on the student campus. <laughs> on, yeah. That's the tallest clock, yeah. I think. In... Tallest clock in the world, I've heard. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. So I'd hear the tallest clock in the world ding a ling at 1 a.m. <laughs> it's only one, it's only one ding a ling, though. Yeah, until it starts to go two o'clock. <laughs> oh, gosh. That's and then you're two. hearing two and you're like, I've got the 209 heats in six hours or four hours or something. And you're still buzzing your caffeine and you've got to repeat that six days in a row. That's the hardest part about race week. Yeah. Um, yeah. I can, I can see that, that being very tricky. So I, th- I think the moral of that moral of that story is that public transport has, has, <laughs> <laughs> has let you down again. We always get back to infrastructure. But, and but if the, if that 45 minute journey is taking 10 minutes, you'll yeah. get into the canteen yeah. a lot earlier and you're not hearing that, that one, one AM bell. It's true. It's true. Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of the toughest things about backing races up. Right. Let's move on to some, some quick fire questions. As I said, we we've had a lot. Um, I think we've covered quite a lot of them here. Um, do you want to tackle this one from Andrew Iverson or should, should, we, should, we, should we avoid Yeah, that? let's do it. Let's do it. Okay, so how often? So I think this is one thing, especially for younger athletes, maybe at uni, um, that I guess alcohol and training or mm. that, that social side mm. of things. So Andrew Iverson asks, how often uh, do you have yourself a beer during training? And what's the beer of choice, boys? We'll have a beer right after warm-up. And another one's for the main set. No, um, I never have any beers during training. But I think he guess he means during the... The years training yeah so i'm going to give the scientific answer first which is no amount of alcohol is good for you yeah alcohol straight off the bat straight free, off the bat freestylers okay no amount of alcohol no amount of alcohol is ever good for you it's a toxin it um dehydrates you uh it reduces the ability for your body to synthesize proteins yeah which means you um don't get the benefits from the training you've just done. Um, it has loads of other, you know, it's high in calories. Um, it's just not good for you, okay? Forgetting all that, I love an IPA. <laughs> but I love Guinness. <laughs> it's so cool just when you can do the sip thing on top of the juice. And it just slices yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you know, you tip it in the head, Steve. Yeah. It's anyway, good. no amount of alcohol is good for you. For the but would you say Guinness is your... Guinness is my favourite. It's, yeah. it's a real winter beverage as well. Mm. And spring and summer. And <laughs> no, I, I I don't really drink. I don't really drink lager anymore. I'm I'm much more. Anyway, sorry. No no amount of alcohol is good for you. Um, but at the same time, the way I see it is from a mental benefit standpoint. You know, if you like, the thing I used to always struggle with is you'd have to you have to make a lot of sacrifices and something. You know, a lot of nights out, especially when you're a young man. You know, at uni and stuff, you have to turn a lot of things down. 
So you need balance in your life. And there's an argument to say that allowing yourself um, a little bit of slack every now and again and allowing yourself a little bit of a later night and maybe one or two Guinnesses mm. or JTOs, um, then that will actually benefit you. Because if you if you completely strip that away and you start to resent the sport, yeah. you're going to train worse anyway. And it's a mental thing. It's right, a mental thing. It? So there's there's physical downsides, but there's mental upsides. And it's a really about finding the balance that works for you. And that's the toughest thing that I still struggle with today. You know, that is the toughest part. I've always said that about the sport and about the job is that you never switch off from it. Mm. You know, well, like other jobs where you go home and you just clock off at 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. And then you can go out and have a drink on a Friday night and you still come in on Monday and you'll be fine. Or if you go out and have a drink on Friday night, it's not going to hinder the work you did on Thursday or Friday, you know, or Wednesday or Thursday, you know, the week's just gone. That email you wrote on Thursday is still sent. Yeah, it's still sent. You know, it's not going to unsend it, yeah. is it? <laughs> Sorry, Sarah, that email's come right back. I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Great, ruined. Um, yeah, so that's, that's a tough part. So it is a balance. But for me, I think there's windows within the season where you should allow yourself some time off, like uh, over Christmas, for example, yeah. you know, um, throughout the summer, mm -hmm. if you have a summer break. Uh, I always allow myself some time off after British Champs. We have a week off and I allow myself to switch off and have a few drinks then. So it's about having that balance and finding what works for you and having an open and honest discussion with your coach about it. Yeah. It's really, really important. Yeah, honestly. Um, but important. it is finding what works for you. Producer Lucy says, how many Easter eggs did you eat? Mm. Don't really eat much chocolate. Really? Not, I actually don't eat chocolate. Not a chocolate guy. So is that none? So I've not eaten an Easter egg this year. Have you ever eaten an Easter egg? I can't remember the last time I ate an Easter egg. Wow, that's 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 a hot take here. Or chocolate. Um, so Josh asked about the day in the life food-wise. I think we've covered that. Um, it's I, Hartley, said, what do you eat um, the night before a meet? So big feed. Big feed. Usually chili because that's what you eat. Uh, Jack Finney asking about what do you eat, drink while you're at the meet? I think maybe like the bars and mm. the, the caffeine is a really big thing there. Yeah, sometimes you can have uh, hydro tabs in your water if you just want to make sure you're on it with the hydration. Nice. And uh, Oviedo said any diet change approaching meat. So I guess it's big well, feed. Yeah, for. but I think the three weeks approaching meat, you taper. So you cut down your calorie intake in general. But I don't do that actively. I just eat when I'm hungry mm -hmm. and I don't eat when I'm not hungry. So I never eat out of boredom, for example. You know, I just eat. A strict, and, and that and that that allows you to lean down keeping your protein intake high and cutting the carbs yeah um no yeah thank you so much for your question sorry if i haven't um uh, sort of referred to you specifically but i think we covered a lot of those in the chat um which was pretty handy um i'm not sure if we've got time for a freestyle section but but one thing where we were discussing um was actually weird food combos mm. uh, now obviously you it sounds like you're pr uh, pretty on it in terms of what you're eating it's pretty pretty regimented but is there anything maybe slightly weird you fancy i think the only weird doing? thing i do is having chili con carne every single day yeah. for lunch yeah i guess that's... in terms of weird combos i'm not too they're pretty straightforwards yeah generally quite straightforward i eat a lot of peanut butter it's just a repetition like i eat out of the pub yeah that's fine i've got some whole earth up there if you want to oh, get going on that okay you can help you can help yourself. Himself, whole earth ladies and gents all right so <laughs> if, that's if all involved um yeah i from my perspective i don't think i eat weird stuff but but i i like have baked beans and pasta together because and noodle one and the noodles and ketchup <laughs> <laughs> the noodle. but for me i just see it the same as you is like as long as I've got a carb, a protein, mm. and some veg, yeah. then it's all, like, it doesn't matter. So, so when you have noodles and ketchup, why is it carved and noodles? Yeah, but it's not just noodles and tomato and ketchup. No, it'll be, it'll be noodles, chicken. <laughs> and your veggies, ketchup. ketchup. And broccoli. Oh, and broccoli. Oh, it's actually quite a nice meal, to be fair. Yeah, what, or tofu and baked beans. 
Okay. I think we're on the same page, but for some people, including Anna, that she thinks that's <laughs> disgusting or shocking. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I've got, I've got some, I've had some fun, some fun food, mm. plates of food in the past. Well, we were going to ask you guys to send in your meals. Yeah. We're going to do rate your plate. Well, yeah. <laughs> yes. Send so in your meals. Send your meals in. Um, your we'll favorite rate your meal plates or what you cooked recently or just anything. And we'll do a rate your plate. Yeah, Alex Baker and William Dean love filming their meals. They do the every music. single evening. I'm trying to get on that that hype. Um, and the other thing we were thinking of doing, as we mentioned, episode fifty. <laughs> this is good. Is um, <laughs> eating really spicy foods live. Well, we're gonna eat like a Carolina Reaper pepper or something. I would die. But we're gonna each eat a really hot pepper, or like you know the you know the crisps you can get that are really really hot. And then we're going to record a pod. Right or, or we flip a coin, <laughs> do a challenge, and whoever loses it has to do it. Mm. So then sort of one per- there's a, you've got to fight for One it. person's dying. Yeah. And yeah. the other person's not dying. So send in your suggestions. But yeah. that's what we're going to do for Big Five Oh. Yeah. Any spicy food suggestions and rate rates of the plates, and we'll have a look at them. Yeah. Get them sent in. Perfect. Well, that was, that was good fun. Good stuff. Absolutely. I enjoyed that. Uh, keep the questions coming in. If we haven't touched on anything in particular, but I think that was that was a decent deep dive into nutrition. Yeah, um, we can always. Oh, supplements. I yeah. kind of said creating, didn't I? And yeah, I, we, I don't really take much stuff on that. We've got time. You know, we don't want to take up uh, these wonderful people's uh, no. mornings. Leave them wanting more. Or lunch breaks or evenings. I hope your commute or lunch or evenings going well. Yeah. And if you want my chili recipe, Luke Booth just, be on. just sitting down on a Wednesday after having his. Shout out Luke Booth. Um, and you're off to America. Yeah. I'm so fine next time we record, we've, we've got the time zone issue again. Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. You might have to bleep that out. Yeah, we will have the time zone issue. I don't know how far behind Arizona is. See, the five hours are eight. Already. Well, Katie was out there, wasn't she? Yeah. What when was we it? did the I think it was eight. It's actually a long, long time, isn't it? It's eight hours. Phoenix, Arizona. Should we have a look? Yeah, please get it up. Phoenix, Arizona. Eight. Hours behind. Hours. So, so are we going to do morning lunch or lunch yeah. evening? Well, we'll sort that out. Yeah, we'll sort that out. Yeah, 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 yeah. We need to go to the driving range. Yeah, we do. We've got dinner at six right. as well. Yeah, just text. Oh, okay. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Catch you later.